Randall woke up to the sunlight beaming on his face through the slightly closed blinds on his window, and he could hear the sound of a neighbor's dog barking in the distance. He stretched and groaned before turning to check the clock on his nightstand, and he was hoping to get a little bit more sleep before his mom came to wake him up for school. When he looked at that clock, it said 9.56 a.m., And that's way past the time Randall was supposed to be up and get ready for school. He should have been at school by now. So, you know, he's wondering, like, why didn't my mama come wake me up? So, he hopped out of bed and hurried down the hallway towards the living room. There he saw his dad sitting on the couch, you know, watching something on TV. So, he's like, Dad, what you doing here? Because, mind you, his dad is never... There, by the time Randall wakes up for school, you know, he really, he rarely sees his dad during the week. So it's like, what you doing here? And his dad turned around and was like, oh, come on, let's watch some TV together. Let's hang out. So he goes on over, sits on the couch, and all of a sudden, Randall just heard what sounded like dishes falling and shattering in the kitchen behind them. And as he went to turn to see what it was, his dad put his arm around his shoulders, you know, like... A tight grip, almost like trying to prevent Randall from looking back to see what was going on. And uh, he just started talking to Randall like, I'm so happy that we get to spend time together. You know, we don't really get to do this, yada, 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 that that type of thing, right? And Randall was like, hey, yeah, but okay, what was that? And where's mom? His father just didn't respond. He didn't even flinch as the sound of more dishes started falling and shattering in the background. Randall's like, Dad, Dad, can you hear me? Silence. His father's arm remained around his shoulders and he just continued to focus on the TV. Dad! Randall shouted as he quickly sat up in his bed. His heart and mind were racing as he looked around his room. And he's just thinking like, ain't no way that was a dream. There is no way that was a dream. You know, but he could remember it. So he's just asking himself like, why wouldn't he answer me? As he scooted back towards the top of his bed, he looked at the clock and it was 5.58 a.m. The sun wasn't even out yet. His mother busted into, into his room trying to figure out if everything was okay because she heard him scream. And he was just like, I had a bad dream. Hold on, let me get some wine, y'all. I, I don't even know why I'm drinking wine and it's like my throat dry. I'm literally over here. Could probably about to start dying on the side. Still drinking wine, but hey. Anyway. His mama bust into the room and asked him if everything was okay because she heard him scream. And he said, I had a bad dream. So she was like, you want to talk about it? And he just shook his head no. And she was like, all right, well, let's just lay back down because you still got to get up within the next half an hour. So he really don't have that much time left. As Randall laid in bed, he thought about this one time he was in a school play a few years back. And his first grade class, a few of them did the three little pigs. Randall was super excited when the teacher assigned the parts because he got to play the third pig. And y'all know the third pig had the brick house, the one that didn't go down. Um, 
So he couldn't wait to get home and tell his dad about the part he had. And, you know, and he was just excited. And he kept telling us that, wait till you see me. Just wait. Wait till you see me get up here and do my thing. And y'all, the three little pigs they did, I don't remember the story being this elaborate, right? I remember just knowing, like, these three little pigs, they went on to build their house, you know, their houses, and one of them had one of, like, what was it? Uh, Straw, sticks, and bricks, and... The first two went down, and the one with the bricks, it never went down. Like, that's literally all I remember, right? Nah. <laughs> this one was different. Like, these pigs were really talking shit to each other. They were saying stuff like, I finished my house faster, and it's better than either one of y'all's to ever be, that type of shit. And, you know, the first two finished their house and everything, and they outside sipping their juice boxes in the sun, talking shit like... While watching the third pig still build the house with the bricks, knowing that this takes some time, they like, look at him, struggling. Mind you, they all only moved out because their mama kicked their ass out, like it's time to go. Anyway, the wolf came and blew the first two houses down, so the uh, two pigs ran to the brick house of the third pig. And when the wolf realized he couldn't blow it down, he went down the chimney not knowing that the pigs had a big-ass cauldron of uh, filled with water just boiling in the fireplace. And they cooked him. I don't know about y'all, but I just don't remember all that. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. Anyway, Randall, was a, he was all excited and ready for the big night. Y'all, tell me why his daddy didn't come. He didn't even come. He saw his mom and his grandma, but not his dad. He asked his mom, like, where is that? You know, once it was over and everything. And she said he had to work, but he wanted to beat her. And, of course, he was upset because it's just like, I've talked to you about this for a long time. I told you how excited I was. And you never said anything about work or not being able to come, you know. So Randall was just looking all bummed out. And his mom wrapped him in her arms and said, he loves you, and he would have been here if he could. His grandma was like, Tiff, let's get him out of here, and let's take our big-time actor out to celebrate, you know? Let's have a good time. Let's celebrate the good moments, and we're here, so that's all that matters. And, you know, they wanted to make him feel better, but it's not much you can do when it comes to explaining to a then-six-year-old how you weren't there for them. They just know you weren't there, period. Now that I'm thinking about it, if you can't explain it to them when they're young, they won't even be able to understand that as an adult. Not from you or anyone else. Kids are malleable and willing to be taught, unlike adults who get stuck in their ways, which can end up biting them in their ass. So, like, I just saw this video on a... I don't know what I was on, because... YouTube got me in a chokehold real bad, but you know all the videos be in the same place and shit. Could have been YouTube, TikTok, whatever, I don't know. But this guy, you know, he talks to little kids and interviews them and asks them different questions. Blah, blah. It's, it really turns out to be a cute thing, right? 
So he asked this little boy, what does beautiful mean to you? And he was so enthusiastic and just really intense. But he was like, mommy. And the guy was like, like anything else or something like that. He was like, grandma. And then he asked him if he thought of himself as being beautiful. And he was like, no, I'm a boy. And he was like, well, boys can still be beautiful. And he was just like, okay. And he just accepted it. And kids will understand what you help them understand. You know, because I feel like it was that same channel where, yeah, it was the same channel where this little girl, where she was talking about mindfulness and, you know, being outside and touching the ground and being connected to the earth. She was talking about shit that I did not start understanding until recently, like super recently. And I'm like, wow. And I'm not going to lie, when I thought about certain concepts and ideas and things that I was learning now, it was hard for me to grasp that because it wasn't something that I was necessarily taught. You know, I was taught certain positivity to be positive and certain things, but nothing specific about mindfulness and being connected to the earth and the universe and stuff like that. Like she, she had it down packed. I'm like, damn, if she know this now, you know, what's she going to know later? That's that's crazy. But, yeah, kids will understand what you teach them, you know? And I think about so many kids who suffer from, like, you know, having an absent parent in some way, shape, or form, whether if you just absent, period, and they don't know much about it, whether if it's some type of an addiction or... You know, and when they do see their parent, the parent know, you know, some people really got fucked up parents who don't give a shit, but some people have parents who come and they feel, you know, they feel like that they there's a distance or a barrier here and they know that they're at fault and there's a lot to explain to the kid and they get to feeling like, I don't know how to explain this to you. I don't know how to make it make sense to you, but they will understand what you help them understand. And it might be difficult. It might be a huge topic. And, you know, we decide what's age appropriate for our kids. But the fact of the matter is, is if it's happening, it's happening. You know, it's kind of like that same thing of like, I don't know, people might not see it the same, but you know how people decide whether or not if they want to tell them kids, their kids to believe in Santa Claus, you know, at what point do you break the news to them, or at what point do they find out and they don't be mad at you, granted, I wasn't mad at my parents, you know, when I grew older, I was, and I I believed in the spirit, I understood, so I don't really know how that works, I don't know how the mind works and just accepts or whatever, but it's the same thing, if you don't want to lie to your kids then, then don't lie about that, then don't lie to them about you and what you got going on. You know, for you to sit a kid down and be like, I want you to know that this isn't you. It's me. I have something going on where it doesn't mean that I love it more than you. Maybe it does. I don't know. But I don't I don't think that that's necessarily the case. 
Um, I have something that's got a strong hold on me, whether if it's an addiction, a lifestyle, whatever it is, like, I'm struggling to get out of this, but it's not you. I love you, and I'm still just dealing with my own shit. It will help a kid start to understand that it's not that you are doing this because of me, you know? It's not that I did anything wrong to cause you to go away or for you to stay away. The reason why you... <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, y'all. I told you my... I don't know why I'm drinking wine. I don't know. My throat... I've been sick. I, I'm not helping myself right now. But I'm having a good time, and that's all that matters. But, yeah, you... I will be, as a kid, I will be able to understand that what you have going on is not about me. It's genuinely not. You know, and I can say, if I'm being honest, with my dad, I knew my dad all my life. You know, it wasn't like I didn't know him or anything like that, but he wasn't always present. So a lot of times I thought, I didn't think that I was the reason for that. But I didn't believe that my dad, like, really loved me, you know? Like, I, there's no way that you could love me if you feel the need to stay away or sometimes things get in the way of the promises that you made me or showing up when you're supposed to show up. <clears throat> Ooh, sorry. Uh, but, you know, I feel like a lot of kids go through that. You know, I've heard a lot of stories of people talking about, like, you know, waiting outside for a parent to show up and they don't, you know, explain it to me, break it down to me. Because when I get older and you let so much time pass and, you know, I don't know what circumstances, circumstances could be. I don't know if a parent would be, you know, needing something from me or whatever. But when you try to explain it then where maybe you need some help, you need some love, you need some assistance of some sort it's going to be harder for me to understand because nobody ever taught me to understand. The older you get, the more you get set in your ways. I found something that worked for me that makes me feel safe, even if it ain't safe. It's just the safest thing that I know you can't alter that within me once I get to a certain place and a certain age. As you can't come... Because at this point, you're a stranger to me. You know, if that's the scenario or whatever, but... You can't tell me shit. Come talk to me. Come help me understand. Help me grow. Help me learn. I, kids need you. You know? They will understand whether if you got to work or whatever. And, uh, yeah. So, I really, I wrote this and I really liked how it kind of turned into this lesson about just being honest with kids because this episode was all about Randall's dream. And uh, the reason why I wanted to write about dreams, I, and this probably won't be the last one, but for me, dreams are, that was like my first real connection to God. Like I already knew who God was, I already had some testimonies that I could talk about, but some of the most powerful communication I've ever experienced were through dreams. Um, they're really vivid. You know, I feel like they have, they have meaning to them, uh, whether if I have to look into interpretations or whatever. 
But even when I started to get into the Bible, like, the stories that started to stick out to me, and it wasn't, because I was like, you know you pick out something, like, oh, that's going to be my favorite. Like, it wasn't like that. It was something that kept coming up in my mind over and over and over again. And, you know, I would look through the Bible, and I would pause on different stories, not even just those, but I would try to see how it kind of applies to my life in a sense, or if I've ever seen it. And the ones with the dreams just kind of kept coming up, like, and, yeah, like, you really realize that God could be talking to you about something in the future. He could be talking to you about something that's present, that's happening to you right now that you need to understand, that you need to see. Um, It let me know that, that I'm not trying to, like, go too far and creep y'all out or nothing, but... There's a place beyond what we're looking at here, right? It is. Uh, I remember hearing people say in certain dreams, like, there's no way you could see people that you don't know or go places that you've never been in a dream. And it's like, I'm not going to sit up here and say I saw people that I didn't know, but I know for a fact that I've been places that I've never been, you know? And I even remember, like, having my family members who passed away, especially my grandma, I knew that I was going to visit her. And I I was going to a place I had never been to in my whole life to see her. So dreams are really, really, really powerful, whether if you're talking about the ones that you read in the Bible or if if you're thinking about the ones that you have, as cryptic as they may seem, you know, meditate on that and see what's going on because... God really might be trying to reveal something to you, try to show you a pattern, make you think about something. Because anything that you see and you don't forget, there's a reason why you had to see it. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about what it is and why Randall needed to see it. So stay tuned and thank you for joining me. With my sick voice, my little coughing, my wine sipping, knowing damn well I need some water. But I'll see you on the next one.